I remember like my brother snuck out one time and she like found out the next day and she's like, why, why the fuck are you sneaking out through the back door? Just like go out through the fucking front door and be back and be make it on time to school. Like, don't be an idiot. She was ended up like embezzling money to try to pay her mortgage and then did it again and got arrested and put in jail and Hey guys, I'm Young, a full-time dad and a full-time professional with the goal to become the best parent possible. The Girl Dad Show is my journey interviewing fellow working parents aspiring to be both good at work and parenting. I'm going to do this by gathering and sharing unfiltered perspectives from my guests. So join me as I research parenthood one interview at a time. Today's episode of The Girl Dad Show is sponsored by something I'm very passionate about. Coffee. Blue Jean Coffee brings sophisticated coffee brewing straight into your home, delivering an elevated coffee experience all without having to make a trip to a cafe. They source their specialty beans directly from farmers all around the world and roast them in small batches just for your order. Are you ready to upgrade your home brewing experience? Blue Jean Coffee is offering a special deal just for my listeners. Visit bluejeancoffee.com forward slash TGDS to get 10% off your first order of Blue Jean Coffee. Oh, yeah. That's a good coffee. Awesome. Love it. Matt, welcome to my show. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, happy to be here, dude. That's really, really cool that you're uh, building such a cool company. Let's jump right into it. So what do you do for a living? So I own a bakery called Firebrand Artisan Breads um, here in Oakland, and we just opened a facility in Alameda. That's amazing. What are some of the big things that you're working on right now? So, um, you know, I mean, we so we focus on hiring people who are formerly homeless, formerly incarcerated, or otherwise have barriers to employment. So a lot of what we're focusing on here is um, just tightening up a lot of our, our systems here at the bakery, making sure people are successful. You know, we're, we're opening a worker resource center here. Uh, in the next couple of weeks. And that worker resource center is going to be staffed by a nonprofit called Five Keys. And they're basically help us create a finer kind of net for employees. Uh, so if there's any issues they're having with, you know, substance abuse or, you know, education or housing or anything like that, they can kind of go to this group into the worker resource center without Firebrand knowing as a separate entrance. Um, and get any help that they need without their manager or boss knowing if they don't want their manager or boss knowing that. Um, so we're kind of focused on doing that and getting that set up, making sure that's successful. And um, yeah, that's kind of a, a bigger priority. And, you know, it's still always the, you know, always thing of sales and running a business and all those things. Yeah, this isn't a normal bakery, right? I mean, you recently a uh, closed a pretty large round of funding, didn't you? We did. So we closed a large round of funding to move into to this space here and, and also used it as a mechanism. So every time we've done um, any kind of expansion type thing, we've used it as an opportunity to really make a big shift in the company. Um, you know, the first one, obviously, starting the company. The second one, we moved into to Broadway in Oakland and then opened a retail cafe, a kitchen, started a pastry line. Um, and then this one, we really used it to actually change the whole corporate structure of the company. Um, so not only move into here, but we also move to what's called like a trust stewardship uh, model. Uh, so 51, I was 100% owner of the company. So 51% of my share, 51% of the company got put into a trust. And that trust is responsible for upholding a set of 11 principles 
um, that they have a legal obligation to uphold. Um, and then that trust can never be sold, can never be put on the market. So the company is officially off the market. It's not a commodity anymore. And the, all the companies, uh, any profits have to be used for the purposes uh, to benefit employees. So there's 11 purposes um, that we set up are enshrined in our legal charter. And um, yeah, something we're, we're also kind of working through kind of that process and that system. But um, so, yeah. That's the wildest thing I've ever heard. Wait, yeah, so it feels different. like, it, yeah, it feels completely different. So yeah. what made you do that? Like what made you go from, um, you know, just running a very successful business to wanting to incorporate so many social social aspects to it? Well, one, I never feel like I'm successful, but the um, <laughs> I'm always feeling like I'm the brink of disaster. But the um, I think you know we I want Firebrand. You know, I mean, when you ask what I did, right? You know, yeah. I think for since I was 14 till you know three or four years ago, I would have said baker. I'm a baker. Yeah, because that's all I've done in my whole entire life. I've never had a job outside of a baker. You're such an anomaly, especially coming from the fact that you're in the Bay Area. I mean, that is literally antithesis to how the Silicon Valley uh, ecosystem of uh, businesses even work, right? Yeah. Like the whole concept is is completely yeah. backwards. And yeah. it's really fascinating to hear you talk about this so obviously, like, but it's not that obvious, right? I think that you are actually breaking the mold and being very, very anomalous in this situation. Well, it's like you look at, I, I look at companies that I admire, you know, like there's like that book, um, Little Giants or Small Giants. Mm-hmm. You know, by Bob mm-hmm. Burling. Yeah, that's a great book. You know, I remember like, you know, we struggled with this for years. You know, it was like, hey, we know we've got this thing. We know we could grow it, but we don't want to just like grow it just to grow it. Because the idea of making more shit is like not that interesting. Like the idea of just being like yeah. seeing our numbers grow, like I don't like it. That doesn't like super excite me. And so it yeah. was like, well, then what does and how do we do this in a way that's like socially responsible, fits our mission, doesn't dilute us, like we are able to live our values. Like, how do we do that? And I think when I found that book, it was like, oh, there's all these companies who are really big companies who are doing a really good job of that, you know, like Zingerman's and Grayston and, and all these businesses that are just killing it and are doing it their way. You know, they have their, you yeah. know, it may not be the fastest, but hey, in 30 years, you look around and you're like, oh shit, we got, we got a business here. Um, yeah, and other it's people a don't. big business too. Yeah, and you know, yeah. businesses are huge, and and they're doing a really good job. And I think that's right. That's a that's a hard thing to do, but I think you have to look 10, 15, 20 years out, and then start planning for that now. So it sounds insane right now, but then doing the every the things little by little every day, every year, you know, just to try to get to that point, um, you know, you'll find yourself in twenty years being like, oh shit, we did this, you know, so. Totally. I, I almost think that you're going to end up getting it there because of the focus and the desire to get all of these components in there. I mean, like hearing you talk about it, it seems much more clear, right? Like it does make a lot more sense, you know? And I think that's incredible, man. I, I Now I know why you guys are growing so fast. And, and I got to tour your facility yeah. the other month and it was amazing to see the scale at which you guys are scaling up this bakery. And it's so fun to think that all of this is coming from bread, right? Like, yeah, dude, you know what I mean? I think, you know, unfortunately, Grayston uh, took like the best tagline in the world. Like they say, like, their whole thing, yeah, what is they it? say it was like, we don't, we don't bake, we don't hire people to bake brownies. We bake brownies to hire people, you know? And I think like, nice. oh, it's like, God, you bastards. That was like such a great saying, you know, I was like, oh, can I steal that? But it's just so true. You know, I think we, we've always approached things backwards 
in that way. You know, it's yeah. like, how do we, be, how do we get more, more brain? We're doing that now. It's like, how do we ramp up sales really quickly so we could hire 10 more people or we could do, you know, cause we've got a great pipeline right now. And so I think we, we've always approached it kind of back asswards in that sense. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's always been like, yeah. we just hired, you, you, you know, Joshua, I mean, we just hired Joshua, what, like six months ago. And he's our first salesperson in 13 years. You know, we've never had yeah. so it's just always been like very like word of mouth, chef to chef kind of like thing, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I've learned so much about your guys' company and your ethos through Joshua just because uh, like he he can't speak more highly of yeah. it. And he's so jazzed about the mission. And it's like so interesting to watch him get so inspired. Yeah. And you're literally drawing in team members that are just getting passionate about your passion. And it's really fascinating. And it's really cool to hear from your voice and kind of hear it firsthand. Do you mind if I switch gears and ask you about your ask you about your yeah, kid? Yeah, sure. Just because I kind of want to know the parallel between these two things because sure. this is a lot of work. Yeah, I, I definitely want to know how you're doing this with the kid. Who's your yeah, kid? Yeah, so my daughter Lily Jean. She's uh, almost she'll be three in November. She is. Yeah, man, she's shit. She's uh, she's a little fireball. She's great, and so I mean, because yeah. it's like you know they. My family really kind of like turned this franchise around of of me here. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I my first day off was my first date with my wife. Five, five no years way. ago, my first date, my first two days off in a row were our honeymoon. My, my first wow. weekend ever off in, I think at that point it had been 11, 11 and a half years was after our daughter was born. And so, like, wow. you know, we've had to, it's like, okay, we have a daughter. We're having a daughter on the way. Like, get your shit together. Like, design yeah. the bakery so that you can do all these things you want to do. And, and that's a bit of, you know, like, I mean, my schedule has been, like, nailing jello to a wall for the most part. I mean, it's changed a bazillion times as she's gotten older and slept and not slept yeah. and napped and not napped. I mean, my schedule is, like, very, oh, there's a, a kind of a core to it, like a thread of it but it's moved all over the place and firebrand it's just kind of pivot around it you know that's i was gonna ask you i was gonna say it sounds like what you're doing is actually uh, adapting your work schedule to your kids progression and child development i've had to you know i've had that luxury you know like when when i stepped away from baking and i had to kind of be a ceo it was kind of like as part of that discovery of like because i've never worked in an office in my life and so it was just like i don't know what the hell i've never worked at a company that has ceo or like I literally didn't know what yeah, it was. Yeah. And so when I was designing that, it was kind of almost better because I had, I was able to kind of mold it to like where Firebrand was at and where I was needed, you know, and, and how I yeah. was needed. And the benefit of being a 24 hour baker is that I could kind of plug in at any hour and still be yeah. useful um, and still kind of be a CEO and have operational you know, knowledge and, consistency and, and all that. So, you know, I think maybe if we had a little more traditional nine to five schedule, it'd be more difficult, but, um, you know, I can get up at three in the morning and still get a ton done. I could go to bed at midnight and get a ton done, you know, so it doesn't, that doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. I, I do have to, I, I, I want, I just want to point this out really quick. Cause I think it's just funny. Um, my daughter is uh, four years old and her name is Lily June. <laughs> Isn't that yeah, wild? Yeah. Isn't so that wild? Lily, yeah, because when you said that, Lily I'm, was my like yeah, my, my my wife really wanted Lily, um, and I was down. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm all good with that. And Jean, yeah. is my mom's middle name. So I was like, why well, get the middle name? Nice. 
you get the first name. <laughs> That's how that works. If we would have yeah. had a boy, we would have been screwed. So she got Lily Jean. Yeah, we, we were like, <laughs> we were not even close. And are still not even close to on the same page. I mean, I think we're coming to a a point. But, you know, yeah, it's if it was a boy, it would have been a problem. But we were we were pretty pretty quick with a girl. But she's been great, man. And Lily, our daughter's like really yeah. like, I mean, she's really like, her temperament is really loose, really like go with the flow, like really, um, really even temperament. Like, you know, and you think you think that's because of the way that you um, are raising her with kind of fluidly with your business? Where do you that's think that comes wife. from? It's not anything to do with me. Oh, that's me. your it's wife. Nothing to do with me. I mean, like uh, my wife is, you know, we've had the luxury of of my wife has been able to stay at home with our daughter. Right. So and my, my wife yeah. has like wanted a daughter like since she was a, a kid, you know, she's always wanted a yeah. daughter. And so. You know, she's always wanted to be a mom. She's wanted to be a mom since she was a kid. Um, and so when Lily Jean came around, she just kind of like slid into this amazing spot, you know, and just yeah. and just took over in an amazing way, you know. And she's a dope mom. She's got an even temperament, you know, and she's really like really talkative, communicative, very like emotionally mature, and so our daughter has always kind of grown up around somebody who's got a really high level of emotional maturity and is very communicative, you know, like her family is so communicative, my mom and my wife's family. And so they're very like, it's just, she's kind of had that stability kind of in her life. And my wife's yeah. parents were both entrepreneurs, especially her, you know, her mom. And oh, so wow. her mom is a serial entrepreneur. So she was kind of always all over the place and, and doing her thing and, and, and pushing. So, she kind of had that like mindset. She knew what, she, you know, and she came in, you know, she met me 10 years into firebrand. So it's not like she met yeah. me and then like I started a business and it was like, uh Oh, you know, that's right. like, that, that was, she, yeah, she yeah. knew, they knew yeah, what they were she doing. Knew, yeah. yeah. She knew what yeah. she was getting into with me. And, and so she's, and that's the way like my wife, Lila's been like that, just kind of like slid into my life. And like, it was easy. It was just like very like, she integrated seamlessly, like not even a moment of problem with that. You know? Yeah, it almost sounds like you're you're surprised about it. Is it well, not always you know, been the I mean, case? So for you? I was married before, and and it wasn't that way. You know, we were we were we were together. Yeah. Then we started Firebrand. It was like a total shit show. You know, and it's hard. You know, it's difficult to be to go from before to after. You know, I mean, it's like you have a friend group, you Very have a schedule, so. you have a peer group. And you start a business and all your friends go away. Your peers go away. No one wants to hear about your fucking mm -hmm. problems. Um, That's and, right. <laughs> and, and it becomes very isolating, you know? And then, it you is. know, when you have two people who are like kind of fine being okay by themselves, you end up like doing a lot of like commiserating and complaining. And you just kind of like can spiral down this like rabbit hole of shittiness. Um, and, that's very easy to do. You know, when Leela came around, it was like, well, she knew who I was. She knew what I was doing. Like, we, it wasn't like a mystery. And, you know, it was just very like, I kept everything separate. Like, she had no, she has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Firebrand. Like, literally, yeah. absolutely nothing. So it's just like, everything's separate. It's no, it's separate. And I go home, I very rarely talk about Firebrand for more. I, if I talk yeah. about Firebrand for more than two minutes, it's like, because she asked me to. But yeah. I very rarely talk about Firebrand. I very rarely bring it home. 
Yeah, it's really funny because there's two things that you just uh, said there that I, I think are really interesting. One, you just talked about like the progression of friendship with, as an entrepreneur. Like I always find that anytime you start a business or you're an entrepreneur, like your friend group is like slightly oh, yeah. annoyed yeah, with you. Yeah, you can't go out tonight. Yeah. You can't go to this. You're like, no, motherfucker. It's like, I got to work. You know? I got to no, build something. Like a 24-hour right. bakery, it's like your schedule was already fucked. Like pre-Firebrand, it's not like I worked a normal schedule. Like my last schedule before Firebrand, I started at midnight. So it's like, where am I? Where I, I, yeah, I didn't exactly. train. Like I was totally straight edge. So it's like, not like yeah. I was going to go out to a bar anyways. And so like, that's right. It, it kind of just like, yeah, you, everyone just kind of kind of whittles away there, you know. And so yeah. it, I don't know. Yeah, it's a different experience. It is a different experience. And then I think the second thing um, is really about like keeping it separate. Yeah. Like I also keep it separate and I, I don't necessarily know if that was if that was good or bad. But now that I hear you talk about it and kind of coming from the latter side and learning your lessons, and maybe I did choose the right way. But I also rarely talk about work with my wife uh, and, you know, just kind of keep it completely separate. Right. Because I think that there's just like a thing about like uh, propagating negative energy or, or whatever that may be. But there's also like the idea of even positive energy. I'm not entirely sure if it even makes sense to like have her totally entwined no. in all the, the good and the bad well, because of it, right? like She doesn't know what's going on. Like she doesn't know what's really going on, but she loves you. And so it's like, if yeah. you're, if you, I feel like if you don't be careful on the other side of the spectrum, you get a cheerleader for your ego and then they'll just feed your ego. Oh, I can't believe someone did that. Oh my God. That for, you have to talk to this person. Da, 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 da. Cause they're trying to be helpful which is what everyone tries to do. That's right. But what they end up doing is like feeding your ego because that's what you're telling her is the shit. Like you're not telling her like, well, actually I fucked up this whole scenario. And like, I, you know, right. I'm the root cause of all of these cultural problems. Like I'm the issue. Like you're not saying that. Right. And oh, so like, wow. I think on the, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, flip yeah, side, yeah. you end up creating like a divide, almost like she's part of the team. But she really is not part of the team, and she doesn't know anybody else's side of the story. So she's really in no position to help you, other than to be supportive, which is helpful. But like, it can it can lead to her just like feeding, or your partner, or whoever, just like feeding your ego. In no way that's dangerous, or your yeah, exactly, or just like or, or masking your insecurities. Oh well, I mean, yeah, I can't yeah. believe they said that about you. That is not true. The way you are is da 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 da. You're like, yeah. But oh, at work, man. it's different. Like, you know, like you could be one person at home, you could be one person at work, and like she doesn't know how you are. I love and it. I think that people can be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde perfectly fine and, and do that. And I think I just didn't, I just don't want that. And I also, but I think the big thing for me is I just don't feel like it's fair to put my problems and decisions and life that I chose onto her. Like, it's not her fucking problem. Yeah. That like the driver didn't show up today and da, 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 like, like, yeah, I mean, it requires yeah. me to step in and maybe I'm not there and she wakes up or whatever. So she deals with it that way. But like, she doesn't want to hear me come home and be like, oh my God, can you believe today? Da, da, da. It's like, I don't know. It just, I, I didn't, I don't want, I just don't feel like that's her burden to bear. No, talk to me about this though. So then, how does that parlay into your kid? So is that is that also yeah, like part of that? Like you don't want that ecosystem. No, there? and I don't want that on yeah, our yeah, head. Like yeah. I don't want to come home yeah. and be like, "Oh, daddy's got to go in a corner because he's a fucking mess." Like I just like my daddy needs a minute. You know, it's like I grew up with like my dad was like an alcoholic. My dad was an alcoholic, and 
you know, it's just like I grew up with that, where it's like daddy's got to daddy's got to yeah. drink and disappear, or like daddy's got to, and it's like I just I want to be as present as possible. You know, I mean, in the in the wow. age of being constantly glued to your phone, it's like, am I on my phone like more than I would like? Uh, yeah, I am. While I'm at home, I am 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. However, I try yeah. to be very good and strategic about that, and and hide that from her. I was I thought like. There's nothing worse in the world than my daughter being like, Daddy, I want you to play blocks. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, in the Slack message. Can you wait a few minutes? And she doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, like she doesn't give a shit. That's like, right. She doesn't care. Sounds so douchey, yeah, but just yeah. hearing it. Yeah, and that's you're right. like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't be a good father right now because uh, this guy needs to know about this. It's like, dude, fucking figure it out so you don't have to do that anymore. Because that sucks. Your daughter yeah. has no clue at all and i don't know no and i don't feel like that's yeah. fair to put that on her and so as as much as possible i'm not perfect but i mean as much as possible i try to not put firebrand on on her you know and impact her um and that sucks because that's what you know yeah, it's a conflict this is because the staff wants you to be available they want you know and they don't see you so you're like oh is the assumption i'm just not doing shit you know what i mean but it's like hey can you answer your call right yeah. now i got like I'm playing blocks with my daughter. Like, I'm sorry. And for the next 20 yeah. minutes or however long her attention span is right now, like that, that's important. And I have to fit this message around yeah. whatever I'm doing. And so I try to be just conscious of those things and not, you know, I don't, I can, I'm horrible on my phone. Like I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to get a hold of me, text me, email me or Slack me. Do not call me. If you call me, I am assuming the bakery is on fire. Like that's it. That's, that's the right. only reason you are calling. That's right. Me. And so, so yeah. I just don't. I don't want to be on the fucking phone because she imitates that. She picks up her phone. She's like, "Oh, I'm daddy. You know, I'm who are you calling? I'm calling work or whatever." And you're just like, "Oh, I'm a terrible human." You know. And I think it's like you just. I just don't want that. You know, because she imitates that. You know. And I think some. Oh yeah, they pick everything. up everything. And I think everything. my my wife yeah. has been really instrumental in that recently because i think she's and it warms my heart because she didn't i didn't ask her to do it you know i didn't at all ask her to do it but she you know she's been explaining yeah. to my daughter like where does daddy go because she asked she's like where is daddy going why does he have to go here on saturday you know that's right she's like well daddy has to work and it's very important that daddy goes to work because daddy has to put food on the table and if you want to buy this and you want this and daddy has to work hard because so that we could live in this playhouse right. and da -da, you know she kind of explains it to her like that and you know she gets it you know what i mean she understands it she just so she doesn't trip out about it when i have to go it's just like oh daddy has to go to work okay yeah okay. and she feels secure that's right. you yeah know? that's a good wife yeah, that's a good I mean, partner shit, yeah you know? and so it's like it, it, it makes her feel secure so when i leave she's not insecure about going to work you know she doesn't like to my yeah. leg and she's not like oh my god you know she's like oh daddy has to go to work but he does that's great man i love that you're just like you're just like so much more complex than than meets the eye i, I mean from looking outside in you just look like a hipster baker and like yeah. when i talk to you you're just like you're you're like hipster you're like baker. a philosopher you're like well, a philosopher like, too, like we yeah. didn't we never liked the hipster thing like if people put that put that shit on us yeah. you know and, and it makes sense like whatever you know wood fire yeah. bakery beard tattoos like i get it um but we always yeah. have been like very like I mean we didn't have a website for the first like eight, nine years. Like we did like we didn't I don't know, we we never wanted to be that way. 
you know we always knew that too like we were like yeah. we don't ever want to be like artists in the now like we could give two shits about like competing with x y and z bakery like i don't have like yeah. i don't like i don't care what other bakeries are doing like at all like we we're very like yeah. we always say like we're very like we're two things firebrand like we always say like we're the bad news bears of bakeries and then we always say like we're kind of like the band that doesn't listen to other people's music when they make their record you know it's like it's very us like we're yeah. very insular in that way and i think it's, it gets so distracting i'm not on social media like i haven't posted any i don't i don't look at instagram so my wife sends me some shit to look at but like i haven't posted anything in like i don't know yeah. two two and a half years i don't plan on it i bury it in my phone i've never been on facebook or twitter or any of other shit i just don't care like we there's so much shit to do here um it's just impossible to do that kind of shit and i think we just we like to be very like just focused on us, you know, and I think too having a men like mentality of like having like some kind of starve like a what do you call it? Just hey, if 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 another bakery wins, that's not my loss. Happy for them. I'm stoked for them. I think it's fantastic. I want all these these bakeries to do well. I want them all to do well. And if if one bakery takes an account from me, shit, I got to do better. That's what that means. It doesn't mean they suck or did it. It's like no, like. Uh, they just, I have to do better. If someone's taking my shelf space, do better. But like, I'm not want to shit on Dude, them. I like, I don't, I love, I that. don't want to expend. I mean, I think also too, those first, you know, four or five years of firemen are pretty toxic. And I think I don't want to spend any more of my life being negative towards people I don't know and shadow boxing bullshit that I don't even, you know, it's like, hey, if, if all these other bakeries totally. are doing well, awesome. Great. You know? Dude, Matt, I feel like, I feel like you've like, You've like lived through some shit and you're, you're like coming to a lot of revelations through these histories and tribulations. Uh, like, do you mind sharing a little bit about your childhood? How did you grow up? I grew up outside for outside DC in Northern Virginia, uh, in the super suburby, you know, area and kind of in Northern Virginia at the time was transitioning, you know, away from being like part, really part of the South and being really just an extension of DC. And so you know, that was really changing. And we had a very like kind of upper middle classy suburb, like super nice, you know, area, great schools. Yeah. Um, but then kind of like behind the scenes was kind of a lot of drama with my dad and alcoholism. And then when he was 12, I kicked him out of the house and was like, okay, he'll move like down the street. And it's like, and he's like, peace bitches. He moved to like, San Francisco, oh, you know, wow. then it was just my mom, my brother and I, you know, we had black mold all over the house. She couldn't pay the rent. She couldn't pay the mortgage. I mean, you know, our telephone was getting cut out. Our electricity was getting cut out. You know, we were like, I was working two jobs in high school. I would work like 80 hour weeks. I had a restaurant job and then I had a bakery job. And it was like, this just like a lot of drama. Um, she was ended up like embezzling money to try to pay a mortgage and then did it again and got arrested and put in jail. And, you know, it, it was just kind of like a, kind of like a, two, oh. like a duality to the, to growing up. And I think, and I was also very like a lonely kid. Like I was a loner kid, like a latchkey suburban kid. And so like I walked to and from school every day, all day, I didn't have any friends. And so like you get to think a lot, you know, <laughs> like, spend a lot of time, like in your own mind. Um, when that's the case. And so, you know, I found punk rock when I was 15 and that was like, 
my everything for ever. I mean, for till now. Do you play music now? I don't now for a very key reason. One, well, because I can't, I need to be able to do music again. So I could play the drums and I could, I was in a band and we toured and like it was super dope. Uh, I could play the drums. I could play the accordion. They were never related in the same musical genre, but awesome. But, uh, That's great. I, I, yeah, that was yeah, I was expecting you know, at all, but yes, very cool. <laughs> I, I have made a deal with myself that I'm not going to play music again until I can't suck the fucking fun out of it. Because I'm somebody who just like I can't I can't just be like oh, I'm just gonna like learn how to like crochet. It's like no, I'm making like fucking twenty scars yeah. and I'm like do you know. Yeah, yeah, you're like, going ham. Yeah. It's like not fun. I hate it. It's all filled with like obligations and responsibilities and like it's just a fucking mess. And so I was yeah. like, I'm not gonna play music again until I could just sit down on the drum kit and just play. Just have fun, play some punk rock songs or do whatever and just like it's not a thing. It's not I a it. I don't need to work on my paradiddles and like work on the fills. It's like no, I yeah. just am having fun. So until I could just learn internally, just to have fun with it, I'm not going to do it. Because then it becomes like another thing. And I just don't have time for another thing. My gosh, I love talking to you. I'm learning so much about how you perceive life and and business. I do have to ask more directly, though. Does this parlay into how you want to be a parent? Like, what does success look like to you as a parent? I think it parlays around, like, discipline and focus. Like I'm a very disciplined and focused person. Yeah, tell me about right? that. And, and, you know, it's like you, know, I, you are. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like you're all like, in or not. Yeah, like I also, you know, discipline equals freedom. You know, it's like if you're if you do the things every day that you don't want. You know, it's like anyone can be motivated, right? You don't. That's not that's not discipline, right? Like, and you just be motivated every day. Like, oh, gives a shit. Yeah, it's brilliant. But it's like motivation is like every day doing the things you don't want to do. Like, what is your biggest challenge today? Did you do that thing? Because all the fun shit about because if I wanted to do all the fun shit, I'd be baking right now. That's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. My brain, my body, love making nothing more than to be awake at three in the morning slinging fucking bread. I love that to this day. I yeah. love like hopping on a truck, delivering bread. Like love it. My body's like, let's fucking go. Yeah. But Firebrand, my yeah. life, my wife, my home life hates all of those things. They just can't. They don't. They don't mm-hmm. meet in the middle. And so Mix. I yeah. have to do the stuff that necessarily I'm not good at. I'm not good at like being like, I'm not the rah-rah guy. I'm not super like, I have to work to be external. I'm very introverted. Like I'm not extroverted at all. And so like I have to work at it. I have to practice. I have to like, you know, all these things that are not the things that I want to be doing, but the things that need to be done in order for me to have the freedom to be a good parent. The freedom to have my wife not work. Yeah. The freedom to to design my schedule. The freedom to be on this podcast and not be like, ah, oh, shit. Like I gotta be run and do whatever. Like those things require right. a lot of boring, grinding things that I don't want to do in order to be accomplished. And I think like with a parenthood, you know, it's like you with parenthood, yeah. it's like how do we, how do we, and it's like everything in our life. We're always like, hey, in twenty years. What do we want Lily to be like? My mom was not because like, we were latchkey kids. Like I said, my mom was working. My dad was all over the fucking place. When he was in San Francisco and was never really around. And so, but my mom was very like, gave us a good foundation. So it's like, hey, you're going to fuck up. 
you're going to make all these mistakes, but you always are going to come back to the middle. And like, I'm not going to get in the way. Like, I remember like my brother snuck out one time and she like found out the next day and she's like, why, why the fuck are you sneaking out through the back door? Just like go out through the fucking front door and be back and be make it on time to school. Like, don't be an idiot. You know, it's just kind of like the attitude of like, like just be honest. And I think, you know, like we, we had very like kind of key things growing up, you know, it's like, no one likes a liar. No one likes a thief. Like, I remember my mom saying that, like, you know, little things or like the way you shake hands, the way you walk, the way you carry yourself. Like, if I shuffled my feet, my mom would lose her shit, you know, because she's like, yeah, loser shuffle their feet. You know, it's like, but it's like, you know, and, and you oh, think about that as a kid, yeah. you're like, what the fuck? But then as a doll, you're like, oh, because it's about carrying yourself yeah. appropriately. It's about sticking, getting your chest up, putting your head up high. How do you project? How do you interact with people? You know, how do you shake someone's hand? You look someone in the eye. Like, if I gave my dad a loose handshake, if someone gave my dad a loose handshake, it was over. Like, he would literally just walk away from you, like, straight up. You know, you can't give him a fish wow. in the basket handshake. Wow. And I think, like, we wanted to be, so yeah. really, you know, a long-winded way of just being, like, we want to project how we, how we are to her as people, ourselves, first and foremost, because that's what she learns about, right? Because if you're like, yeah, it's all these rules, and then you're yeah. just doing whatever the fuck you want, then you learn, right? And yeah. so we want to be as good as people as we could be on a daily basis all the time to each other, ourselves, how we are to her, but then also to give her the structure to be a good person, you know, give her some rules and some guidelines, and, and then also, yeah. like, how do we instill values, you know? Like, how do we how do we raise a smart, confident, capable person who goes out into the world and doesn't need us anymore who goes out into the world and is her own person who goes out in the world and then you know painfully for us catches from us you know you have to create um what some people call it's like creating the monster it's like you have to be the person who's useful useful at a funeral you know the person who could be a rock who's confident Wow. Who, could, who could serve others, but be very confident in not being codependent on others, who could detach from their parents and go out in the world and be their own person. And that's painful. You always want your kids to be close, but you also need them to, to tell you to kind of fuck off in a way to, to, to go out in the world yeah. and, and be their own person. And then, so if we could raise somebody like that, you know, I mean, that's that goal, you know, she's that she's smart, she's confident um she's put together you know i mean she's gonna have issues she's gonna fuck up she's gonna have weird shit happen to her she's gonna go through her teenage years it's gonna be a mess but like in the end she has to come out of that in a good spot and um you know that's our that's our goal is that really when she gets to be that she learns and grows and develops and in the end is her own independent person who doesn't need us anymore sounds awesome man Thank you for sharing that answer. That was probably the most uh, well thought out we, answer we, I've heard. We talk a lot about so it. You know, that was really great. I think when you when you said earlier, it's like, you know, we were very disciplined in our lives. And I think a part of that is like that we, we eliminate a lot of shit that's bullshit in our lives. Like Lila and I don't have a lot of fat in our day, in our lives. Mm -hmm. Like we both don't. Mm -hmm we don't really succumb to a lot of bullshit around our lives. You know, we keep a pretty tight friend network. Yeah. We have very loose, you know, we have a very tight family structure. We, you know, we, we don't, we don't spend a lot of time on extraneous bullshit. And I think that allows us to kind of talk a lot about these things and hash a lot of these things out. We're also very much on the same page, 
but it's also like we we give a shit too. Like she always wanted to be a mom. She gives a shit. You know, I've always wanted to be a good dad, and so we both are very invested in that and very. We try to be very thoughtful about how we do these things, you know, and how do we set these things up from the beginning? How do we not fuck her up in the first five years? You know, like how do we, you know? And I think we try to be very like, and yeah. some of that stuff's like, you know, okay, get a five twenty nine savings plan for her, get a you know a custodial and all these things, and yeah, 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 the tactical stuff, but tactical also stuff, like the, yeah, the stuff of like she sees, you know, she sees like when you're that's right, you're yelling, you know, if I'm driving the car. And I'm like, ah, motherfucker. Ah. She's like, daddy, is everything okay? And you're like, damn it, idiot. Yeah. You know, get your shit together. Control yeah. your emotions. She she feeds that. And I think part of that right. firebrand helped me with that too. Because, you know, when I'm really stressed, then you notice the vibe of the bakery gets different. Everyone kind of starts to walk on eggshells. People, so I learned a long time ago, try to really separate my emotions also at firebrand too. You know, it's like handle, how do I handle my emotions? How do I handle my stress? Because I also can't put that on my employees. I can't go like running around like a fucking lunatic all the time or, or even just like holding it in and being stressful because they feel that. Then they get insecure. Then they start to think, That's oh, right. she mad at me. Did I do something wrong? Did I da 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 And it, they're like, no, dude, I just had a fucking rough night. But like, you're putting it on them. They don't know. And they don't give a shit. They it's don't know the that. problem. Yeah, they either. don't know that. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not the fucking right. problem. And it's not their problem. That's right. It's like, it sounds shitty. But no one gives a shit because it's not their job. Yep, it's and it's your still your responsibility. Your shit yeah, that's right. It's not their fucking job to deal with it, and so it's not their job to care. And you don't that's want right. it to be their job to care because Firebrand's been in that position too, and it's a nightmare. But I think too, part of that Firebrand's kind of helped me with that managing emotions thing. You know, just being like, hey, like manage yeah. that so that you could be a better person. You know. Matt, let me jump into um, my rapid fire questions here. I want to ask every guest. So there's some symmetry just because I know you have a busy schedule. Now I even know more so that you have a busy schedule. Uh, So let me jump into these. Okay. All right. So what advice do you have for other parents and soon to be parents? God, this is supposed to be rapid fire. Um, Oh my God. Um, What advice do I have? I, I You're going to be assumed to be second, uh, second kid um, parent. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I just think, I think uh, designing your life around how you want your kids to, to view you. That's a good one. That's a really good one. If you can go back and tell yourself one thing before having Lily, what would you say to yourself? If I could tell myself, uh, read more books. Yeah, dude. No uh, yeah, kidding. Dude, you were like, That's I what mean, you would tell yourself. Everyone, it was that Mike Tyson quote, everyone's got a plan to get till they get punched in the mouth. And I think, you know, it's like, you know, it's like you, you just, you, I just, I feel like, I feel like there's so much to learn about being a good person and being a better person and being just a better human on this earth. And I feel like I, I need to be more prepared yeah. just to like be better for her, you know, like how yeah. like I, I feel like I have to give her more. And I, so I, I feel like I'm playing catch up. Which is why, too, it's like I don't have fucking time to worry about what this bakery is doing. It's like I need to read this book or listen to this podcast because, like, I have to be a better human for my employees or my daughter. Like, I need to be better. And I don't have fucking time to worry about how this person is doing this or the other. They are, they are on this 
website or they're listed best of, I don't give a shit. Like I have to read this book or whatever it is to be a better human. I have to talk to this other person, like whatever. Like, I just want to fucking time. And I, I wish I would have. Yeah. I wish I would have been growing. a little just bit. Just keep growing. Yeah. Uh, more aggressive about that. Yeah. More aggressive about that in the beginning. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, what is the most surprising thing that you learned about yourself becoming a parent? I wasn't as much of a mess as I thought I would be. I think I was, I expected to be kind of a dumpster fire on my part. All the kind of tactical things of being a parent, like changing yeah. diapers and doing all that. Like I thought I would be a much more of a mess of that than I thought I would also not handle our two-year-olds kind of like bipolarness, <laughs> like all over the place. Like I, yeah, I yeah. didn't think oh, I would God. be, you know, I think yeah, that nuts. was a surprise, like kind of being able to be as fluid as, as Leela and I have been. I thought I would be a little bit more of a nightmare. Um, yeah, that's really great. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, what's kind of funny that we talked about the reading, but what's your all-time favorite business book? That's a good, Small Giants Giants? is a good one. Um, any of the Zingerman's books are good. I think Small Giants is, is a good one. Yeah, Small Giants. Yeah, I'll say that today. Small Giants, that's a good one. Nice. Yeah. All right, there, <laughs> there we go. And then uh, last one, uh, Do you? what do you do for fun when you're not uh, being an amazing dad and an amazing CEO of a fast-growing bakery? What do I do for fun? I read. I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of, I listen to a lot of music. Read. I try to always find. Like, I love punk rock music, but I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, back in my day, like, our, our punk rock was, you know, so I'm always trying to find new music and, like, you know, try to find new stuff or like I love like hip hop and rap and I grew up listening to a lot of that too and so trying to find new stuff and like I don't want to be like yeah. a off my lawn guy and so just trying to like learn and, and, and trying to always just trying to learn basically I'm always trying to learn shit I'm always trying to be better and that's awesome man hey Matt thank you so much for yeah. taking the time to talk to me today Pleasure. on my podcast I really really appreciate it uh, that was so that was so fun and really great to get to know you and just so impressed with the depth of thought that you put into every aspect of your life. It was just a, an incredible interview and I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Pleasure to be on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for coming by the bakery a little bit ago and checking it out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to come by again for sure because I definitely want to see it as it progresses. It's really, really, really fun to see it. Yeah, later. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Girl Dad Show. We really hope you enjoyed that interview and as always, please take a moment to review, rate, and subscribe. We'll see you next time.